Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Previously on Dungeons and Dragons. And now you are staring down the army known as the Axe of Mirabar. I say we put our weapons down. We can't fight an army, right? You are shackled. And they walk you towards the brig area, the jail area in this building. There is one dwarf who uh, looks like he's pretty beaten up and looks like he is uh, sleeping. Wakey, wakey. I am Osric Battlehammer. I was a lieutenant in the Axe of Mirabar. Why are you in jail? There are some magic-y things going on. And those guards down there, they aren't good anymore. And in walk, three more warriors from the Axe of Mirabar. And in unison, we are known as Thelonious Grimsby. And there is a power that's been creeping over the land. And I plan on using you to figure out where it comes from. Y'all, we gotta get out of here. I'll go and uh, Jimmy open that door. Once you pull off the helmet, you see... His skin looks gray and light black veins that run over his face. Gross. Oh no, is there some necromancy shit going on here? Yeah, this is, doesn't sound good. Osric reaches down and unlocks the door and it appears that your weapons are in this room. We grab them! Huzzah! We've solved the weapons puzzle. As Flint, you run through, there is a bright light that shines as you pass through this door. And uh, Nuvara and Thea, you see this light as you pass through the door as well. And you step out into a hall that doesn't look the same. Portal! Sweet. I mean, not. It's definitely going to be bad, but sweet. Thea, you open the door, and in the center of this room, there is a statue of the deity Loth. As you step into the room, three zombies begin shambling out from behind this statue, groaning and making their way towards you. Welcome to Dungeons and Dragons. I'm your dungeon master, Russ Moore, and with me today is Yanni McGyanerson, Amy Moore. <laughs> yeah. And Carla Johnson. Hey, I like the call out of Amy. No one would know. It's just audio. Tom and I didn't even know. No idea. Right? I'm in the middle of a yawn. Well, that- Russ is like, Here's my opportunity to see me first. <laughs> really gonna zinger this time. Yeah. And Tom Laird. Hello. How you guys doing? Good. Doing pretty uh, good. Great. That's good. I'm gonna razz on you hard this time now because you just you just opened up just guns a blazing. Yeah. So oh, absolutely. It's on like Donkey Kong. <laughs> uh, remember the time before we were recording when you guys still lived in Canada and we were playing at your house and mm-hmm. Amy had that amazing potion, and you made her drop it. (laughs) I remember that I don't remember this. Oh, right. Somebody wrote notes somewhere. Uh, There were swears. Those notes are in Canada. You called her out for the yawn, and I just thought, remember that time? Like, Russ is usually very nice to Amy, but that time was so mean. It was so mean. He's... He's been making up for it ever since. We even had like a bit of a relationship <laughs> spat after. I'm like, why you got to be such a dick? That was a really harsh move. Like, why would you do that to me? He's like, it's just a game. I'm like, is it? Oh. Is it just a game? It was a poor choice. Apparently, yeah. I was having a bad day and didn't was, want you guys to just waltz through my dungeon. It was very funny, but it wasn't really me. <laughs> but it, it was, was very funny. It's horribly me. I'm sorry. I, I, I didn't mean to make you have to apologize potions. again. Thank you. 
Mm. And now everyone will hear it. <laughs> True. <laughs> so I've you've got your your map up there, but yeah, we're in a room. Um, this whole dungeon is all uh, very dimly lit with. Uh, you could describe it like kind of Thea's fairy fire esque, which is like lit in. in in like sconces on the wall, very sparsely apart. Is it lit in sconces? It's lit in sconces. All right. <laughs> All righty. Just want to be, yeah. be grammatically accurate. Um, and in the room you're in now, there is a statue in the center of the room of a god named Loth. She is the spider god of the mm. Underdark. And what is she, goddess of what? Spiders and creepy crawlies? Of the Underdark. Of the underworld, yeah. Um, so, like, drow and stuff? You betcha. All right. Tom, you're such a nerd. <laughs> That's right. Tom's I play reading... video games. <laughs> Tom's been reading the Dungeon Master's Guide. <laughs> also, yes, I have the Dungeon Master Guide and the Monster Manual at my disposal. So. Wonderful. Um, but, yeah, there's that statue in the middle with kind of like a fountain pool around it. And there are three zombies in this room, shambling towards you, and they're the shambling type of zombies, right. not the fast zombies. So let's roll for initiative. Not the 28 days later zombies. Uh, 17. Yet, no. My rolls are bitching right now, you guys. Did you add your modifier? 18. Thanks, Tom. No problem. 15. 18, but that's with my modifier. I don't know if that matters. Between Amy and I, if we had the same thing, because my roll was actually lower. I just have a higher modifier. Um, well, you still tie, but uh, rules dictate you guys decide who wants to go first. Um, Carla, how about you go first? Okay. Sure. <laughs> we really did that as a team, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> Solid effort. Yeah. All right, Nulara, you're up first then. Is where we is in this map accurate? Probably not. Looks like uh, Donnie and I are like, see you later, idiots. We're just yeah, teasing. Trying to, <laughs> trying to find a door. Let's get out of here. Um, well, you, you move yourself to where you think you are. Um, the size of the room is is to scale there. So it should be like 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 by 50. Um, so you guys should all kind of be by the door running in at this point. So you can move to where you feel you can. I grab the hilt of flame tongue, pull it out. Yell muy caliente, run towards this zombie. My sword of flame looks really rad. And I try to chop the zombie's head off. Let's see hey. how that goes. All right. I forget how modifiers work. Bear with me. Is that real? <laughs> Is flame tongue <laughs> that good? Oh, yeah, your flame time's ridiculous. <laughs> have you not fought in a while? I guess not. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, we didn't actually have our real weapons last time. We mm -hmm, were, like, yeah. fighting using the... We were doing it, um, like, Jackie Chan yeah. style with whatever we could find in the room. Yeah, if I remember correctly, your flame tongue is, like, a plus nine bonus or some yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah, it looks like it is a plus... Yeah, so uh, that's a 19. 19 will do it, yeah. Sweet. Then... That is 19 damage. Uh, so that Zombo loses his head and falls to the ground there. Sweet. Nicely done. Donnie is going to fly over the statue as I'm worried this statue. Don't you have two actions? Oh, yeah, I get to go again. Yeah, you, huh. you've lost your movement. But I mean, if you can figure out something else out to do, then yeah. Yeah, let's like let's shoot a mofo and Zombo. I think I have a bow. So I am going to turn and uh, Donnie's going to move out of my way. He's cool like that. Mm -hmm. And oh, I can't move. Uh, no, you, you're you've moved 30 feet. So I'm going to turn around and I'm going to fire my arrow at the zombie that looks like it's topless. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> that is a uh, fifteen. That zombie's somebody's daughter. Fifteen will hit. Yeah. Great. That is a uh, two damage. Two. Nice. Two damage. Okay. Okay. So then, Donnie, I'm concerned about Donnie. Or no, I'm concerned about the statue. Sure. Coming to life. <laughs> or doing something <laughs> else bad. I'm also a little worried. About okay. That. Okay. So I would like to try to provoke that. Rather than it coming as a surprise. Sure. So Donnie's going to pee on that statue. 
do you want me to roll to pee? What sort of check involves <laughs> in a roll to pee? Um, the nervous bladder check. Obviously. Okay, yeah, solid. Um, no, he can just go and he pees on that. Just attack that with your golden stream, Donnie. <laughs> your mighty stream. <clears throat> he goes and pees on it and nothing seems to happen with the statue. Okay. Maybe Great. the statue is into that. Oh, man. <laughs> then we go to Thea. Well, kind of like behind Flint here. So I'm just going to go. Oh, no. I'm going to go 10, 20, 30. That's not how distance works. But is it not? <laughs> no. Okay, I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go. Diagonal, okay. I'm just going to run to the other end of a 50-foot room. It'll be fine. Uh, I'm just going to go diagonal just so I don't hit Flint. Sure. And I, because fire kills everything, we know this, I'm going to flaming spear this mofo. So I conjure up a giant ball of fire and throw it at not topless zombie. So modest zombie. Um, Just... uh... When you conjure it, you conjure it in a specific place, and then your next move, you can move it. So you can conjure it. Like, okay, on I, con- a I conjure yeah. it on top of the zombie. I yeah. create this fireball around sure. the zombie. Yeah, zombie just goes just. So that's three d six fire damage. Eleven damage. Uh, okay, and now it's um, a topless zombie, and they don't move very far. Shuffles slightly to the left. Shuffles <laughs> slightly to the left. Start moving towards New Lara, but they don't quite make it. And Zon, then it's Flint's turn. <laughs> All right. Don't worry, the monsters get bigger in this dungeon. Do they? <laughs> are, but are they slow? Uh, yeah, it looks like about 30 feet for me to make it over to Topless Zombie, is it not? Uh, yeah, you should be okay. Well, then I will uh, hightail it over there so it can't get the drop on New Lara. And I will, uh, as I'm running, bring that uh, two-handed axe over my head and swing it on down. Oh, sure. You know, as as one does. That is an 18. 18 will do it. Excellent. Uh, it's a one, so I get to re-roll that. Woo-hoo! <laughs> Six. And eight's 14, and four is 18. And that zombie is now dead. And you went for the head, I believe I heard you say. Uh, I was swinging the axe down, so yeah, head's yeah. Uh, probably the most likely target. For sure. So yeah, you cleave cleave the head of that zombie in two, and it falls to the ground. In twain. Now it's zombie three's turn. You just, you just oh, wait until correction, zombie though, three. Because I have a second oh. attack. Oh, I thought that was your second attack. <laughs> <laughs> but Fine. I can't really move very far, so it's going to be a lame-ass hand axe. So <laughs> come on, big money. <laughs> uh, that's actually a 21. That's not bad. 21 uh, to do it, yep. And it's a bunty six, so two damage. That zombie's still living. Ah, and now it's, <laughs> Sorry, guys, now it's tried. his turn. And he's going to move. Wait for it. Wait for it. Not quite far enough. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Oh, no, he's back there. Not quite far enough. Balls. It was still very exciting. Uh, I stick my tongue out at him. Yeah. Give him the finger. Uh, New Lara, your turn. I'm taunting zombies now. Oh, uh, Jesus. Oh, I can move again, but not. I'll just like, I'll just arrow him. All my weapons that aren't my good weapon are the worst. Oh, I know. Mine all suck too. <laughs> <laughs> Note to like, self, just like, put a oh, bunch just... of zombies out of range. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll just roll this 1d6 damage. That'll get him. Uh, but I guess I will, uh, arrow arrow him again sure uh not again because i haven't arrowed that one before uh that is probably not gonna do it though because that is a 12 uh 12 will do it yep great uh and that is one of those oh that is eight damage that was the best roll i could get so it's very exciting that is exciting you did you did a fine job um that is a 20 not mm-hmm. a uh, but only one damage this time <laughs> only one so impressed totally well one damage is enough to kill that zombie oh yeah <laughs> how'd you kill that zombie the first arrow 
went right into its eye. Good. And that was pretty demoralizing as well as painful and and almost death-causing. My second arrow, I was aiming for the other eye. I was kind of showboating after that first amazing shot. Uh, I missed, but it did hit his jugular. Mm. He just, just... Sure. Started bleeding out his non-pumping zombie blood. Then, then he died, and it was very sad. Except that it wasn't. I imagined him falling forward, and then the one that you got in his eye actually ended up ramming right into his brain. Oh, yeah, I like that. That. Yep, that's how <laughs> that it happened. That that that's one. what happened. That happened. <laughs> Amy wins. Here's some chill for the week. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys have. Uh, defeated my zombie puzzle. In this room is not much other than what you what you see there. You've got the three dead zombies, the statue of Loth, and the fountain that surrounds the statue. And then the door you came in, uh, which you you have already deactivated the, the trap on that one, and one other door to the south in the room there. Well, let's go investigate this other door carefully since we know the other one was trapped can i go i've moved over there and i'm gonna do a investigation check <laughs> i rolled a one oh, so solid this is a door I you basically guys. just like trip and fall near the door it is a stuck <laughs> iron door it is yeah. can i detect magic while they're investigating can i detect magic on the water that is surrounding mm-hmm. the Okay, I do that. So you look at the fountain, and as you are trying to detect magic, a mirror-esque portal shows up. And in the portal, you see the face of an ebony-skinned, white-haired drow. A dark elf. Okay. I should know that. I'm an elf. (laughs) She just mouthed, what? What's that? <laughs> awesome. And he uh, looks at you. He's dressed kind of in like wizard's robes. Um, they're very fancy robes. And he looks at you and he says, You adventurers have had quite the journey, haven't you? Where is it you arrived here from? Oh my gosh. We're in a Monty Python skit. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, someone else answer. Otherwise, I'm going to get catapulted. Not <laughs> gonna... uh, African or European? <laughs> Do we are we compelled to answer this person? Uh, no, he's just he's just having a conversation oh, with okay. you. Why? Well, you I want... don't like the look of him. <laughs> yeah. Why do you want to know? He says you are the three who I need in order to get the power that has been sweeping across Faerun. <gasps> oh, this fucking guy! <laughs> <laughs> that was in game, right? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Sorry, this fucking guy. And I must need to know how to get to where you came from and what it is that happens there. And what makes you think we're going to tell you? Well, you're never going to get out of the dungeon without telling me. (laughs) Heard Ah. that one before. (laughs) As I said, you will remain in this dungeon until I get the answers from you that I require. I pick up a a stone from across the room and throw it into the pool of water, thus creating a ripple effect. The portal is very ripply now. (laughs) (laughs) Your face looks stupid now. You're free to carry on. If you wish to get out and tell me what it is you know, I will open the door and you will be free. And uh, why would we believe you at all? You just have to go on good faith. But know that the entire army of Mirabar is marching back towards Mirabar. And when they arrive here... They will all become under my control. So what do you need us for? You seem to have a lot of power as it is. I need to know where to get the train. The what now? (laughs) We took a train train? at some point, remember? And we don't remember taking the train. (laughs) You guys fucking never remember the train. No, and every time it comes up, we're all like, train? What? That, That was in like our one shotter, right? And how you got to Waterdeep at the beginning of this arc. Yeah, but we weren't recording it, so did it really happen? You did record it. Oh, really? <laughs> that was going to be my two. excuse, too. Like, I Shut only... the front door. I'm going to go back and have to listen to episode two. <laughs> well, joke's on you, because we have short-term memory loss, and <laughs> can't even remember being on that train. So, 
Looks like you should probably just let us go. Sucks to we, suck. We don't have any info for you. As you wish. And the portal disappears. That guy. Right, guys? That guy. <laughs> that guy. Fucking that guy. Fucking that guy. Hate that guy. Uh, what'd you figure out about this door, New Lara? Uh, it's a door. <laughs> mm. You guys want to take a look? or? Pretty sure she just tripped into it. Yeah, I basically... I, I looked at the ground kind of right in front of it, and uh, we're basically in a dungeon, and this is a door. You guys want to take a look? Uh, yeah, no, I'll, uh, I'll make a... What is it? An investigation check? How about, would a perception te- check do me just as well? I've got plus eight on that, so good thing. Seventeen. You don't. Uh, you you don't see anything wrong with the door. No. Detect magic is still going on. Am I? Do I feel like there's anything? No. There doesn't appear to be any magic on this door. Have we tried opening the door, you guys? Nope. Haven't tried yet. We were worried about a trap. Nope. Not yet. I try to open the door. It is locked. I use my thieves tools Mm -hmm. to unlock them. Sure. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Twelve. The door unlocks and opens into another poorly lit hallway. You look out into the hall and it appears empty. Thea doesn't want to go first. Thea only has 21 hit points left. Thea needs to look out for number one. Yeah, that's fair. I'll go first. You're so brave, (laughs) Numara. You turn left out of the fountain room that you were just in and begin to walk down a long, narrow path. It's dark and dank and smells of rot and decay. Quickly though, you come to a choice. You can turn left or you can continue straight ahead. Like my inclination is straight because that seems like it must be kind of the perimeter or like closer to the perimeter than heading internal. Like I feel like like you don't want to go to the belly of the beast? Yeah, yeah. but if we're yeah. underground, maybe we want to be in the belly of the beast because that's where the exits will actually be. Are we legit in a dungeon? Like, are we underground? Or are we just, I can't remember from last time. Are we on like the main floor of the jail building? We got like transported somewhere. Yeah, you were teleported somewhere else. Um, so you are unsure, and there are no windows to tell you if you are above right. Oh, right. So what do you guys think? Like, my inclination is perimeter, but I'm, I'm cool to go interior as well. Wherever we go, we're going to have to fight some shit, so... No, perimeter's cool. Okay, let's go forward. Let's just keep trudging okay. along. I'm going to keep moving my person because it makes me feel like I'm playing a game. Like, there you, go. you know, like Monopoly or something. That's fun. Your party continues straight, hopefully sticking to the perimeter of the dungeon. You're uncertain how much time is actually passing as you walk through these winding corridors, but after some time, you come to another intersection where you can turn left again or continue into a seemingly dead end. Left it is. Weird and suspicious. Do we want to go, like, make sure there's (laughs) nothing? Why would a dead end? Go check it out, Nulara. Going to. I go down there... And I do an investigation check. I forgot that I could add bonuses to that. Last time I rolled a one, so it didn't matter. No, I'm going to do a perception check, which was a nat 20 plus six. So I hope it's something great. (laughs) It's a dead end. (laughs) It is just a dead end. You wasted the best roll. It's a bare stone wall. You go down that little corridor and you see there is a writing in blood on the wall. What languages do you speak? So many. Let me find it. Pretty much all of them. Does it say the chamber of secrets is open? Mm -hmm. Mudbloods beware. (laughs) In the castle of... ah. (laughs) (laughs) I speak common goblin orcish giant draconic. My girl Thea speaks some other er, speaks some others as well. It looks to be elvish writing. I could go over there. It merely says praise Loth, the Spider Queen. 
And that's all you see. And that's all I can see? In that little dead end hall, yep. Mm. I don't know, my dudes. That was like the best roll I could possibly have. So I guess there's nothing there. You backtrack out of this dead end area and you take the left turn to carry out into the maze. It doesn't seem to take very long till you are offered another choice of two separate left turns deeper into the maze. But as you reach this end of this hallway in the corner, you start to see shapes take form and you see withered corpses, which are nailed to the corridor walls. Gross. see what kind of like race or... Um... They appear to be human. Ooh. Gross. So this seems like a lovely place. Can I do a perception check? I got uh, 20. They appear to be withered corpses. Mm. <laughs> there's, there's Nailed no... to the okay. corridor walls. Well, we're looking for more than Russ is willing to give here. All right. So wait, are, are our perception checks just going to be Russ repeating the same thing but slower? Yeah, it might be. <laughs> Don't talk to me like well, that, stupid. <laughs> there are two halls to your left. There's the first one that does not have withered corpses in front of it, and there is one that does have withered corpses in front of it. Part of me is like, let's go down the withered corpse one, because I kind of want to see what's happening over here. Uh, I feel like it's probably a better idea to go where the corpses are, even though it's super gross, because seems like they're trying to keep us out of there more. I agree. All right. Sure. Flint, you've been awfully quiet. I said sure. You take the second left down this hall and you file past these corpses. Cautiously. Cautiously, of course. I don't mind making corpses, but I don't want to touch other people's corpses. Mm-hmm. You make it past them and nothing appears to, to happen as you go past them. You continue walking down this hallway and it takes you through a winding path. You come to another intersection. So they're straight ahead of you. Appears to be a dead end. Uh, And to your left, it also appears to be a dead end. Okay. The one straight ahead's closer. So I'm gonna walk up there and uh, do a perception check, which was a 15. You see on the left wall there, you see um, a false stone wall that if you prod at a little bit, it pulls out and towards the corner and it reveals a an unlocked wooden door. Good catch. I, I kind of can't believe he just was like, just pry it away and there's the door. <laughs> uh, too good to be true or too good to pass up? What do you guys think? Too good to pass up. Okay. So it opens into a room and you step down from the door, which is uh, raised a little bit from on a small stone ledge. And in the room, uh, there is a mosaic of legendary monsters on the wall. And someone has scrawled a large X on the west wall and a buzzing noise can be heard in the west side of the room. I turn toward the buzzing noise. What is that? Do you guys hear that? Uh, I think my tinnitus is acting up. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. I, I forgot all about her tinnitus. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, are we having like a group tinnitus? <laughs> like, oh, you guys, you guys hear that too? Then it's not just me this time. <gasps> no, I hear it too. Where is that coming from? You want to make perception or investigation checks as you go through the room? Sure Well, do. that doesn't get me much. 15. 21. Oh. 13. You uh, begin looking through the room, and as you begin to walk near the X, the buzzing noise becomes very loud. And as you kind of look through these this mosaic of monsters, it appears that they are actually protruding from the wall. Flint, as you are looking over this mosaic and you see that it's actually coming out of the wall, you are swiped at by a dragon-esque looking statue and it and three others come to life and are all climbing out of this wall. Ugh, it's like um, a ring. They appear to be stone gargoyle type dragon creatures. Bring it. Let's roll for initiative. There's four total. Four total. 
<laughs> uh, I got five. Solid. Sixteen. Sixteen. Ooh. Oh. Roll off. Seven. Oh. Six. Flint, you are up first. Are they all surrounding me? What's the deal here? They are presently climbing from the wall, so they're all I coming you towards like back you. Up. <laughs> Like, oh, okay, yeah. So they they haven't got out of the wall yet, then. Yeah, yeah. I will uh, grab my axe and go take a swing at uh, the first one that I come across that's climbing out of the wall. So I guess the one on the right. That is a seventeen. Seventeen will hit. Excellent. That is a nine and another nine. So that's eighteen and four is twenty-two damage in my first attack. Yeah. Ooh. It nice will take one. Eleven of that damage. Bullshit. Oh, well then. All right. Well, I will. Uh, I will step up for a second attack at that very same dragon that I just attacked. For sure. Uh, so that is a twenty-five. Yep. Nine again. This is okay. Two nines again. This is very weird. So that's another twenty-two damage, and it will take eleven of that. Honest question here. Should I go to the casino? Because I just rolled four nines in a row. <laughs> um, I think you, that's a good next stop. Yeah. Okay, you perfect. Mi- you might have used it up. Oh, all right. Well, we'll see how the rest of the encounter goes. <laughs> and that's the room where Flint died. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely going to the casino if that happens. Yeah. And then it's Thea's turn. So hitting them, they obviously have an advantage because they're made of stone. So I wonder if I can just do Thunder Wave. Let me just make sure that's not going to devastate everybody. I run forward. Sure. Now, who is within a 15-foot radius of me? Flint. Uh-oh. And... I can take it. Don't worry about it. The three gargoyles that you're presently in the center of. You want to take it? Sure. It's 3d8 damage. Yeah, I'm good. Don't worry but, about it. Okay, because that means I can hit all three of those. So, um, a a wave of thunderous force sweeps out from me. Each creature in a 15-foot cube originating from me must make a constitution saving throw. Oh, constitution saving throw. Best one. Oh, good. It's a 23 on my save. Oh, nice. You you take half damage. The one to your right uh, rolls a 20. Okay. The one in front of you rolls a 20. Okay. And the one... Uh, to your left, rolls a 19. Okay, so they all save, so they get half damage. And what type of damage is it? This is thunder damage. You guys get to take three damage each. Yay, that wasn't worth it. Did you roll a one on every roll? No. You get to also take half that damage? Uh, no. No, take I, the, I rolled really damage. shitty rolls. The gargoyle on the end's turn. So he's on the far left of the room, and it runs towards the X on the wall and begins uh, throwing itself at the wall. I have a feeling like that's an exit. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for that. I liked it. And hits it twice. I have a feeling like you shouldn't let them out. That (laughs) wall begins to crack and crumble, and the buzzing inside gets louder. Oh, never mind. He's trying to unleash the bees. Now, Thea, the gargoyle to your left... Yeah, I put myself in a really bad position for not much payout right now. ...goes to bite and claw at you. And misses completely with all those dice that you're rolling? Bite is a 10. That one's going to miss. And the claw is a 4. No, 8. That also misses. Also misses. So you're very elusive in the middle of all these gargoyles. I am. And Lara, it's your turn. I'm doing Matrix-style stuff to get away from them. I wish I had some amazing spell to use to try to stop the wall, but I just looked and I got nothing. So it's just going to have to be uh, brute force on uh, this dude that looks like a bearskin rug. It's a bearskin rug-looking dude. Uh, Oh, nat 20. Ooh, yay! Boom. And you're swinging with your sword, yes? Yes. Okay. With her on fire sword. Yes. That's true. Uh, yeah, so it is like slicing damage, whatever a sword normally is, and flame damage. I don't know if that's going to matter to you, but I roll those separately. Does it matter to you? Yeah, because yeah, he's going to take full 
uh, damage off your fire magic damage, Kay. but only half on your on your sword damage. Okay, and because I got a 20, does that mean I roll twice? Mm-hmm. Everything double. Okay, so sword damage first is a six and a 10, so 16. Okay. So he gets eight. And then 2d6, so it'll be 4d6, so 13 fire damage. Okay. Second attack, same thing. I'm going to roll a 20 again. Get ready for it. It's going to be amazing. I am ready. I didn't, but it's an 18. Uh, 18 will still hit. Okay. (laughs) So that is a 1 with the sword damage, which I guess rounds to 0. I remember, I think you have to round up. I would assume in that case you would still do one. one Okay, Okay. (laughs) great. And then uh, ten fire. It's eleven damage. Nicely done, Donnie. uh, I guess we'll try to like sting him, but that's piercing damage, so probably won't work. And it certainly won't work with that six. Okay, and now it is. The gargoyle in front of you there, Thea, uh-huh. <laughs> strikes out. You know, there was a point when I told you you should probably I know, hang back. But this spell, I <laughs> needed to be closer okay. to them, and I didn't think that fire would damage the stone. But now that I know that Nulara's flame hurt them, I will make better choices in the future. Bite is a 15. Bite doesn't work. What's your AC? None of your goddamn business. No. <laughs> <laughs> I got new. Oh, you didn't get your new armor yet. Oh, no, we haven't go gone pick to pick it, it up, up yet. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, and the claw is a 15. Well, then I guess I get bited and clawed. So that is nine damage. Blech. And then it's the fourth one, and he's going to go for Flint because he feels bad for Thea, dude, guys, I'm Dude, guys, I'm down to 12. Dude, guys. You can do a bonus action and take a healing thing, right? Oh, yeah, we totally have those bonus healing actions. I, yeah. I, 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 I will. Know, I will do that. Yeah. Um, Flint, the uh, one two, uh, one right in front of you there is going to bite and claw at you, and the bite is a 22. Ooh. Well, that hits. Uh, the claw is only a 6. <laughs> so you're yeah, suck it, claw. So you're going to take 5 bite piercing damage. Okay. And it's back to you, Flint. Uh, how's this uh, gargoyle dragon thing looking? Can I tell if it's hurt or not? It's it's a little crumbly around the edges. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, in that case, uh, I'm going to run over to the other one that's uh, attacking the wall and try and beat it up a little bit. Damn it. Three of them around me now. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. I'm still close to the other one. So uh, that is an 18. That should be all right. Yep. So that's 14 damage on that attack. So I guess seven. Okay. And how's this dragony thing looking? He's looking uh, less good than all the other ones. Uh, ooh, critical on a 19. Excellent. Means extra rolls for this guy. So that's 33 points worth of damage, plus four and eight for my bonuses. So 41. So 20 damage. Oof, good one. Criticals are nice. Is he still standing? He is still standing. Okay, I'm going to take my action surge and attack him again. Sure. Because And I just rolled another critical, but this time on a 20. Nice. Guys, I seriously need to go buy a lottery ticket or something. <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> All right, pause the podcast. I'll be back shortly. We can deal. <laughs> I don't think I'm in time for the lotto max draw, though. And 6 is 32, plus 8 is 40, so 20 damage again. Uh, yeah, so that uh, that gargoyle crumbles in a pile of dust to the Ooh, ground. Oh, God. Yeah, he killed the, the gargoyle beating on the wall. Good for you, Flint. Uh, I wiped a bum. <laughs> hey, we both had victories today. Yeah. That's all that matters. Thea, it's your turn. Oh, good. Okay. I'm going to choose something with a higher. Also, feel free to run away from them. Oh, yes. I do plan on running away. I, can I do my um, my hit dice? Like, can I? You can stack it in any order you want to. Okay. Well, I'm going to do that just because I will forget at the end. You may roll one hit die. I will. Uh, D8. If that's what it says here. <laughs> I'm predicting a two. It's yeah. one more it's than one. you had before. Solid. Okay, so I will back the truck up here. Um, I can go 15. How many? 30. <laughs> 10, 20, 
I'm just going to go right behind Donnie. Or on top <laughs> of him, as it were. <laughs> yes. Okay. Moonbeam, I'm going to use on my third spell slot. So it's 3d10 radiant damage. It's a five foot radius, a 40 foot high cylinder. Okay. On centered on what point? I would like it centered on this guy. The middle. The middle. The middle guy. gargoyle. The middle gargoyle. I'm going to center my moonbeam, and a silvery beam of pale light shines down, and the creature engulfs in ghostly flames that cause searing pain, and it must make a Constitution saving throw. Fifteen. It's not good. Then give me some damage. All right, three d ten. Nice. I'm going to roll all ones. <laughs> Nine. Nine, Nine searing, searing damage. damage. God Kay. damn it. It is the uh, gargoyle nearest you. Flint makes a move to run towards the X on the wall. Jeez. And is going to ram itself at the wall. Do they take any damage for ramming themselves at a wall? We don't know. Hmm. Um, Good question. I certainly hope they do this is enough to uh, knock in the wall. <gasps> um, and as yeah. it uh, punches through the wall, the wall crumbles and outpour four 10 foot wide, hairy, huge spiders nimbly moving into the room, agitated by the sudden sight of you and the chaos around you. Four giant wasps, about the size of halflings, zip quickly past your heads, getting a lay of their room. Two narrowly missing Thea's moonbeam as they spin, readying their attacks. It's getting, it's getting a bit crowded in here. Well, hello, hello, hello! It's me, your Dungeon Master, Russ Moore. It's been forever! No, it's it's only been a week. It's great. It's nice to see you so soon. Thank you for listening to episode 14 of Dungeons and Dragons, this one titled The Undeadly Dungeon. And we are down deep in the dungeon this week. And it's a very exciting episode because June 1st, all four of us are going to be on episode 32 of Bros and Dragons, another fantastic D&D podcast. You've heard me talking about them for a little while now, and we finally arranged it and got together with their guys and ours for a great session. And it turned out to be a super fun game, and it's going to be a excellent episode. You just need to stay locked here and then click over for episode 32, comes out June 1st. And if you like their style as you find out what happens next with Flint, Thea, and Nulara, give them a subscribe. I think you're really going to enjoy what they're putting out there. A little more cinematic in flavor than what we've got going on over here, but both equally fantastic. If you're listening to us on any of those iDevices, anywhere where there's that that sweet Apple software, please take the time to leave us a rating and review, hopefully five star. Uh, That really helps uh, with people finding it in the search features and on the charts. If you listen on some other podcast app, which we should be on most, if not all of the major ones by now, if there is a way to leave a review or any feedback, please do. I will find it and track it down. It would be greatly appreciated. Other ways you can get a hold of us, you can jump on over to Twitter and follow us at DumbDragonCast where we'd love for you to join us and talk about all the latest episodes and some other fun, cool RPG and game-related news on Facebook. We're at facebook.com slash dumbdragonpodcast, and you can also send us an email to dumbdragonpodcast at gmail.com. We read and respond to every email sent, so please send us your thoughts and suggestions for the show. That's it for me for now. The next part of Flint, Thea, and Nular's journey after this episode will be available June 1st on episode 32 of Bros and Dragons. Make sure you go check that episode and those guys out, not only to find out what happens with our guys, uh, because whatever we cover in the story there is likely going to make its way into our next episode, which is going to cause some uh, pretty cool story stuff going on there. So you want to make sure you check that out, but also because they put on an amazing show. Lots of cool music, sound effects, and great storytelling. Doc and the team really put out a stellar podcast. And don't worry, don't worry. We will be back as scheduled here on the Dungeons & Dragons feed on June 14th with episode 14. Let's dive back into the dungeon. We'll be chatting with you soon. It is New Lara's turn. Man, I sure wish I had some kind of dope thing I could do that didn't require me to get all up close to them. Okay, I'm just going to fucking sword some mofos. Okay. So 
Uh, I am going to this spider right by where I am. I'm going to stab him. I'm going to try and separate his head from his thorax. Yeah, good science term. Very proud of you. Thank you. That is a 19. 19 will hit. Yeah. Okay. That is a nine plus six is 15, 22 damage. Unless I have to half some of that. But probably I don't because it's a spider. Yeah, it's a spider. It takes full damage. Mm. And Good. If anything, your fire should be even more impressive against 22 it. is enough to kill that spider. <gasps> yeah. Nice. Sweet. That's what I was hoping, that they're just big. Head separated from thorax. Uh, okay, now I'm going to turn... Is this wasp just like hovering by me? What's he doing? Yeah, he's well, he's moving towards you, but he's he's just in the vicinity at this point. He's just getting the lay of the land right now. He just came into the room. He's like, what's going on, guys? Well, what's going on is he's about to get stabbed with a flaming sword with uh, 18. Does that hit? 18 will hit the wasp. Yes. Woo-hoo. Great. Uh, <laughs> great. Good. Good roll. Four plus five is nine damage to that wasp. Okay, that wasp is still living. Donnie's going to come try and bite him. Okay. He got a 13. Uh, 13 AC is enough to hit. Yep. Ooh. Great. Then he gives him three damage and he has to do a constitution saving throw. To not uh, be that's paralyzed? A, that's a four. <gasps> Great. Paralyzed. Boom. Donnie, you did it! It's never happened before, I don't think. I think it's literally. I think it never happened, happened like one time. Yeah. It's like time number two. Kate, Either way, it's hella impressive. It's pretty good because Donnie's real little. He just like flew up to a boss that's like, I don't know, 10 times the size. More than that. That's a terrible exaggeration. 20 times the size of him? Amazing. Uh cool. Cool. Uh, now it is the gargoyle's turn. Oh, right. And the one there. centered on the moonbeam is going to go towards Flint. He's running up behind you there, Flint, and he's going to bite and claw at you. So we got a... It's probably not going to be good. 17 on the bite, 15 on the claw. Um, yeah, then the uh, the bite will hit me. Then. Eight piercing damage. The other one's going to do the same thing. Come up at you up there, Flint. And that's a 22 on the bite, 21 on the claw. Mm, unfortunately, I just got a 22 AC, so I don't think either one of those. How did I hit you with a 17? Yeah, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I it see, just I happened, see. like Magic. just right now. We're in Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> yeah. Anything can happen. It's pretty impressive stuff. No, I, I like, thought for sure he was being serious. Uh, that's <laughs> me too. <laughs> yeah, I know. Which is so dumb because he, yeah, just dumb. got hit on his 17. Like, uh, that's what? 13 damage there, Flint. <laughs> pretty sure some sort of toughness mm, thing absolutely. kicked in for me. It was an it adrenaline. Just, uh, it surrounded by all these bugs and gargoyles. Oh, yeah. yeah uh, there 17. No, that's a lie. Uh, Clint, it's your turn. Nine, 13. 13, I think you said? I was just going to blow right past that. Yeah, I got it. Okay, and now it is all these spiders and wasps' turn. Hooray! Spider nearest the top of the room is coming at you, Flint. Okay. Spider nearest you, Nular, is coming at you. And spider... Flint, they are so all over you. There's like three creatures on you. Spider nearest Thea is coming at Thea. Bring it. So, what do spiders get to do? Probably fall over dead. Whatever a spider can. I think, like, go up and down a water spout, if my understanding is correct. Yeah. Mm, yes, 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 yes. Um, so, Flint, you are going to get bit by the spider. Maybe. Uh, that is a 21. <laughs> okay. So you will take 1d8 plus 3 piercing damage. Uh, you're going to take 6 piercing damage. Okay. And you must make a constitution saving throw. Ooh, that's a good oh, one no, for don't me. Don't get paralyzed, Flint. Come on. Uh, that is a 24. Okay, so you save, but you still take 2d8 poison damage halved. Okay. You're going to take five uh, five poison damage. Uh, can you just get Amy to roll the damages for the dice this time? <laughs> She's been rolling a lot of ones, so... Yeah, it has been. It has been a day of one. I mean, I think that's only fair for all of us. It. I mean, that makes sense. And then the one coming at you, Nulara, is going to bite you as well. Ooh, Maybe. Uh, well, uh, seven against your AC. I don't think that's... That, that's that will not do it. And then the uh, last spider in the room is going to shoot its web at you, Thea. Oh, my God. No, it won't. It's a nine. It's a nine. So you're fine. It just kind of shoots its web out <laughs> into, the, into the ether. And then the wasps. 
Okay, so we got... At least there's only three wasps. Flint, the one that's coming at you is going to be a 19 against your AC. Yep. And you are going to take 1d6 plus 2 piercing for a sting, which is 6, and also make a constitution saving throw. Oh my god, so many constitution saves. Whoa, nat 20. Woohoo! All right, well, you save against that, but you still take half damage on 3d6. That's 11, so you take 5 more Poison damage. Jeez. I think if you crit on a save, you yeah, shouldn't you take should any damage. Save. You would think. So the one that Thea. Rule, that's 22 yeah, against that, your AC. That does it. So roll a constitution. But like just barely, right? Yeah. 14. Okay, so you save, but you're going to take three stinging piercing damage, uh, three poison damage. Guys, I'm down to seven hit points. And then the final one at Nulara there, that's a 16 against your AC. Not a hit. And that is back to Flint. Flint, murder things. <laughs> uh, all right, Murder Express coming right up. <laughs> Take a look at that spider that sure. bit at me, because he seems like a real dick. Uh, See, so yeah, I'm going to go for uh, some sort of nice, like, uppercut swing with my axe to, like, get him right under the mouth. I like it. That is a 17. 17 will hit. Excellent. 13 damage on that one. Flint, you swing your axe up and into the under jaw of this spider, and blood sprays up into the air. But it appears to miss the important parts. And I guess since he's still alive, we'll go for round two. Uh, so 23 on that one, uh, 8, and 4 is 12, and 4 is 16. And on your rebound swing, you come down into the body of this spider, and with a sickening crunch, this spider is dead. Woohoo! Excellent. And I'm going to use one of my uh, instant hit dice heels here, because <laughs> I think I might need it. And 6. Ooh, that's nice. Oh, wait, I rolled the wrong dice. Hold on. Hold on. Gonna do it again. Did you roll a d20? No, I rolled a d8, but I actually have a d10 for my hit dice. So. And it was an 8. That's even better. You are having some pretty bitchin' rolls tonight, my friend. I'm solid your rolls, rolls so awesome. far, yeah. Holy man. Yeah, it's your turn. Here's my question. Can I drag my moonbeam, like, when I... So... It, does it have to rest on a final destination? It says anything that flies in its path or gets caught in its path. Well, as you move it, you just tell me, you just pull, plot the course so, up to however far you can move it. How far can I move it? Moonbeam. I like this moonbeam song. Oh, it's a hit sweeping the nation. Sounds like a David Bowie tune. You can move the beam 60 feet in any direction. Okay, so here's what I'm thinking. Um... <laughs> I can go 10, 20, 30, yeah. 40, 50, and get that guy. Sure. And, and hit three of them. Okay. okay, so who gets hit first? Okay, uh, this um, gargoyle motherfucker right here. Okay, so you begin to move your moonbeam through the room, and the gargoyle constitution, that's a 10. Not good for the gargoyle. Okay, so the gargoyle will take full damage. We'll just do all the constitution rolls. Yeah. And then the second one is a 21. That's it. So he only gets half. Then the spider is 13. Not good enough. And the final wasp is uh, an 11. So only one gargoyle takes half. Everybody else, I think, takes full. Cool. I get 3D10. Make sure you keep track of your spell slots. Yes. 15 damage. Thea, you command your moonbeam to carve its way through this room. Through two of the gargoyles, over top of one of the spiders, and dropping a wasp dead to the floor. All the while, the gargoyles and the spider and the wasp screaming out as they take this moon-driven radiant damage. Nice. There I killed you something, you guys. You know how long it's been? That was kind of amazing. I feel like with Moonbeam, you haven't done this before. Like, you've moved it just to, like, one other thing instead of flying it around and mm -hmm. getting a whole bunch of things. And it's dope as hell. Yeah. Uh, Amy, you should also take a healing surge. Oh, yes. Thank you very much. Since your turn's not over yet. No, it's not. Four. Yeah. Then it is. Who put all these monsters in here? Jeez. Some jackass. <laughs> monsters are all last, though. So. 
Uh, no, the gargoyles oh, go right. next. Gargoyles and then... uh, so the gargoyle that broke open the wall is going to go for Nulara. The bite, Nulara, is a 13. The claw is a 23. Uh, so the 13 does not hit, but the 21 does, obviously. So you will take eight slashing damage. Okay. Now, Nulara, it's your turn. And presently engaged in direct combat with you is the gargoyle who smashed in the wall and released the wasps and spiders. And as well, one of these spiders is within striking distance. Things look real bad for me right now, yeah. <laughs> just position-wise. I will go for the spider first. It's a good choice. Because his turn will come next, and he will be able to hurt me again before I get another turn. True. So I am going to do my patented spider head removal technique. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I will probably fail at because that is a 15. That will hit. Woo! Oh, great. These spiders don't have armor. Wonderful. It's really big. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Two, math is hard with very small numbers is nine damage. Your first strike swings down hard into the spider and burns its way into its flesh, but it's still living. Okay, so my sword got halfway through his neck. I pull it out and try again. Uh, that one's better. That's a 22. And that is 15 damage. On your second swing, you hit the same spot and cleave through the spider, and it falls dead to the ground. Okay, Donnie, he's my boy is going to try and bite the wasp that is sort of behind me. Sure. But that is a seven, so that probably will not that do it. That doesn't do it. And now it is uh, the gargoyles on Flint's turn. Hooray! The one uh, right in front of you there, Flint, is going to bite for a 13, 17 for the claw. So 17 slashing... Uh, for the Does bar. not hit okay. because I get a bonus on my slashing resistance. And then the other guy, that's an 8 for the bite, 13 for the claw. Oh, sweet Jesus. So you evaded that one, but it is <laughs> it is the spider's turn. He's going to try to recharge his web, which he does not do. So he moves to get Thea. 13 against Tracy. Get me, he doesn't. He does not. Wasp's turn. One wasp on flint there. Ugh. That's a six. <laughs> Jeez, Amy, I said damage rolls, not attack rolls. <laughs> uh, the wasp on Carla, however, gets a natural 20. Ooh, boy. Oh, yeesh. Make a constitution saving throw there, new Okay. Okay. Uh, that is 19. 19 will save. So you take four piercing damage and then half of 3d6 acid. Oh, my God. His rolls are so good, you guys. 14. So you take seven damage. If I roll 3d6, it would be like a four. <laughs> okay, so that's wasp, wasp, spider, flint. Seems like a really weird, like, playground game. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> All right, uh, I'm going to turn around and go for that wasp that's uh, been haranguing me. And uh, I will attempt to cleave it in twain because, well, it's a wasp and I have a really big axe. Sure. So, yeah, whatever. Uh, that's a 15. Hopefully that hits. 15 will hit him, yep. Excellent. 25 damage on the wasp. You take a full swing as this wasp is flying towards you, and you catch it square with the blade of your axe. Thea and Nulara, you are watching from the side as it looks like Flint misses, but really, his slice goes through with just that much ease, which becomes apparent when the two pieces fall to the ground. Success. Um, now there's two gargoyles around me. Which is the one that is hurt? I think it's the one that's to my left with the way I'm currently facing. Both have taken damage. The one behind the one behind you has taken more damage. Okay, well I'll go for that one then, because why not try and hit him when he's down? Uh that is a eighteen? Eighteen is good, yep. Excellent. Alright. Uh ooh, three and three is six and four is ten. So five damage, because he takes half. And as if taking a full rotation, you carry your second swing from the wasp around and into the gargoyle behind you, who seems merely nicked by your blow. And that's it for me. Oh, wait, should I use it? Yeah, I should use another healing surge while I'm here. Seven. Okay, and the eight. All right, I'm going to back up, because I don't need to be anywhere near when I'm doing my stuff. Uh, I'm going to take a hit die. 
Mm-hmm. Nice. Rolled a two. Excellent. It's real solid. Every little bit counts. And I'm going to move my moonbeam diagonally this way. And right, I can move it back through yeah, back the spider, through the, spider the, two the two gargoyles. So that's like, how many feet is that? 25 to get through all of them. 25? And 30 then to get through all of them, yeah. 30 to get through all of them. Can I make it back to this guy? You want to move through them twice? Is that what you're saying? Can I? Suppose so. You can move it up to 60 feet. I'll move it back and forward and just rain down on them. <laughs> so, <laughs> the spider Flurry and up. the first gargoyle you'd come to, you'd hit twice. The second gargoyle, you'd only hit once. It would stop there and then come back. Okay, so I'd end up dealing out five bits of damage. Yes. I'll do that. I would like that. I think that. that's how that would work. Okay. Um, sure. Constitution saving throw for the spider. Let's see, it's a plus seven 11. bonus. No good. Gargoyle number one there. 18. Oof. Yes. Gargoyle two, 20. Yes. Gargoyle coming back, six. Negative. And a 20 for the spider. Spider's going to be so, dead anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah, probably. Uh, okay, so roll did your you... damage. Okay. 21. Yay! You did yeah. it! So I did it! A lot of them only take dead. half, though. All three are dead. Oh, so you whoa. move this moonbeam through this mass of wow. monsters, um, and you Probably incinerate the spider on its on when it comes back, um, and each of the gargoyles uh, dry up and crumble under the power of the moonbeam. I flick my blue hair back and like look at Flint and go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like no. I got your back, buddy. That was some solid work. Yeah, that was that was. Dope. Well, I haven't really been pulling my weight, you guys. I've been rolling a lot of <laughs> shitty stuff. Felt good. Felt good to contribute. New Lara, your turn. I am going to go for the wasp that is near me. That is a... Why is math so hard? Does 14 hit a wasp? It does. Great. 15 damage. New Lara, as the gargoyles and spiders go up in smoke from Thea's moonbeam, you swing flame tongue, which is blazing so bright in this dungeon room, through this final flying wasp. Sweet. Then I pivot back to the uh, gargoyle. That is a 20. 20 old doer. And, oh, great. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> uh, six damage. A one and then a one hey, on those damage rolls is damage. were really, really hot. Uh, Donnie's going to try and help me out, though. He got a six. He was not able to help me out. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I mean, he, he's it's rooting for you. That gargoyle's turn, and he's going to take a bite and a claw at you there, new. Well, he's going to try. The 13 on the bite and a 13 on the claw. He he's does not, not do, that. do it. And now, guess what, guys? We're back to Flint. Whoa, that was that so was much fast. faster this time. Yeah, once Thea killed all the bad guys. <laughs> Uh, that's a 14. Yay, nay? Nay. Oh, boo. A boo. All right, well, that is a 17, so that should do the job quite nicely. And I think he's quite low on, uh, health. So I'm going to take some sort of crazy leaping swing at him with my axe right on his neck. Just to see if I can, uh, you know, make him crumble the dust real quick. That is a one, so I get to re-roll that. So far, not great. All right, four and ten is 14, and four is 18, so nine damage went halved. And uh, that, with your leaping jump, crumbles the final gargoyle in the room. All that remains is one paralyzed wasp. Thea very, like, flippant and dismissively moves my moonbeam over. What was that, a six, a six? And a six. Devil. Uh, well, it had one hit point, so you... Oh, that's a nine. You, six, six, and a nine. Yeah, you definitely just obliterated that paralyzed one hit point wasp. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> you are now standing in a dust and blood-covered room, catching your breath while waiting to carry on to see what comes next in this undeadly dungeon. When you hear another buzz, this buzz more tinny, and mechanical in nature, though. You look around the room, and you turn to face the wall where the gargoyles were once perched, and you see as if lightning were forming and appearing in front of you, a blue orb. This orb opens to almost a doorway, and out steps the short box-like figure of your friend from the Guild of the Nine Shadows, 
Tibby. Tibby! Tibby! You guys ready to blow this pop stand or what? The hell are you doing here, Tibby? Well, we've been tracking you for a while, then you kind of disappeared. So we we figured you were in a little bit of little bit of trouble. <laughs> Look around at all <laughs> the dead bugs. And we were right. We were right. Let's get the fuck out of here, then. <laughs> yeah, where where are you taking us, Tibby? Oh, we're just gonna go back to the guild and just see what happens. You know, um, it, we got this new portal magic thing. Works real nice, real nice so far. Sweet. Awesome. Let's it's do real it. Nice. <laughs> The best portal ever. It's the best portal. It's magnificent. It's incredible. Incredible portal. They Nobody makes portals like I do. They don't have portals like this in China. <laughs> Sorry. I feel like this portal's set up to fail. <laughs> <laughs> kind of overselling this portal. I thought it could do a good Trump. That was good. Can't compare Tibby to Trump. Come on. No. No, I'm sorry. As you step into the portal, you feel relief wash over you. You regain health and your wounds close. You feel re-energized as you are surrounded by this blue light. And then as quick as it began, it ends. And you are standing in a field surrounded by four dragonborn, staring at you, mouth agape, having just seen you appear from nothing. You look around and you quickly realize that you are no longer in Faerun. To find out what happens next, head over to Bros and Dragons for episode 32 on June 1st, 2017. Dungeons and Dragons will be back as scheduled on June 14th at dumbdragons.com, on iTunes, or wherever you download podcasts. Music in today's episode was by Kevin McLeod of incompetech.filmmusic.io. Dungeons and Dragons is a Dumb Dragons production. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. I'm Carlotta Botox, actress, thinktress, and influenceress, and I'm spilling all the tea on Hollywood. <sighs> Name. Carlotta Botox. B-O-T-O-X. Spell the first name. It's actually Botox. B-E-A-U-T-O-X. Of course it is. First name? Botox is actually my last name. My first name... Okay there, who's on first? I know it's your last name. Now I want you to spell your first name. Oh, Carlotta. It's C-A-R, as in the automobile. L-O-T-T-A, like a lot of talent. Uh, wow. Just, wow. There's also an umlaut. The f- is an umlaut? It's two dots and it goes over the- Okay, Carlotta, two dots. Just take a seat over there, we'll call you when we're ready. Meanwhile, we'll gird our loins. Check out the Carlotta Botox Chronicles, available now on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcatcher.